You know, over the last uh, six weeks since Easter, we have journeyed with the risen Jesus and we've experienced um, post-resurrection encounters that he had with many people. We've encountered Mary at the tomb, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, the disciples in the locked room and doubting Thomas and to the disciples on the beach. And today we reach the climax of all Jesus did on earth, the last physical encounter with the disciples and his ascension into heaven, taking his rightful place, his place of supreme power and authority. Come everyone. Shout to God with joyful praise, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. God has ascended. The Lord has ascended. Sing praises to God. Sing praises to our King. God now reigns above the nations, sitting on his holy throne. He is mighty and highly honoured everywhere. The reading is taken from Luke 24, verses 44 to 53, from the New Living Translation. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifted his hands to heaven. He blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him and then returned to Jerusalem, filled with great joy. And they spent all of their time in the temple, praising God. Now, Luke tells us in today's reading 
about the last encounter of the risen Jesus before he returns to heaven. We are told that Jesus led the disciples to a place called Bethany, which is on the Mount of Olives. Now, this place is where they had always come to get away from the crowds of Jerusalem. This was their quiet place. It was from this mountainside that Jesus had entered Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday at the beginning of his final journey to Calvary. It was from this mountainside that Jesus looked over the valley towards Jerusalem and wept, foretelling its destruction. On this mountainside is where you find the, mount, the Garden of Gethsemane, the Garden of Tears, where he was betrayed. On this mountainside near to this village, Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. And it was from here that Jesus will rise to glory. Proving to us and to the disciples that our lives are perhaps caught up in something far bigger than we can ever imagine. So join with me as we look at that scene. You can picture that mountainside. The day is clear and bright. There is a gentle breeze. There are olive groves and fruit trees all around and their fragrance fills the air. And like on a summer's day when we would walk to a favoured spot and sit on the grass with friends in quiet contemplation, enjoying the peace. So we find Jesus with his friends. There is a calm about the scene. They have been through so much. Jesus had died and the disciples had suffered the shock of losing him, their beloved friend. They had gone through the fear of the authorities, the doubts that all he had told them was not gonna happen. The shame and the guilt of running, hiding, betraying and deserting him. And then he had appeared to them over and over, proving that he was truly risen. And so now they sit with him, back in his presence, back in his company, listening to him speak to them, loving him. Now, it was all going to be okay. And then he raises his hands to bless them. And as he opens his hands in blessing, they could see clearly visible the marks of the cruel nails that had held him to the cross. The marks of his suffering but they also saw the signs of his sacrifice. And perhaps their hearts broke a little as they realized that his love was so great, as they realized 
that he had been prepared to give his all to save all. And as the disciples look, seen those hands do. Those strong, rough and calloused carpenter's hands that so very, very gently embraced every single soul he met. The marginalised, the outcasts, the unlovely, them. Those hands that reached out and touched and brought comfort to the sick and the dying, those hands that caused the blind man to see, to throw off his beggar's cloak and to follow him, hands that caused the lame man by the beautiful gate to dance with joy, caused lepers to be cleansed and restored to society, full of thanks and hope for a brighter future. Those hands that wrote in the dirt and granted forgiveness of sin to the adulterous woman. Hands that ate with tax collectors and brought about repentance and changed lives. They were the same hands that reached out and were given to Peter when he sank in the waves of the lake because he doubted. They were the same hands that doubting Thomas saw before he recognized the power of the resurrected Christ and declared to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Those were the same hands that had opened for the nails to bring about forgiveness and restoration for every soul that sins through his compassion, his mercy, and his grace. Those wounded and pierced hands were now raised in blessing. Evidence of the lengths that Jesus would go to, to be able to bless them and us. Looking at his hands, the disciples realize that the blessing they are receiving at that moment has been brought by Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. Hands that tore down every barrier that would stop believers from getting God to God and would stop God from having each and every believer with him for all time. Those barriers were now gone. It was as if Jesus, in that moment, with his hands raised, is saying, see these hands, these wounds? It was so worth it. You are so worth it. Those hands, they bless those that Jesus loves. Now, in our scene, there is nothing extraordinary happening here in the way of miracles. 
No angel choirs to steal the show or the splendor of the scene. No burning bushes, no columns of cloud, no rushing wind, no pomp or ceremony, no great spectacle. There is only the power of God here, acting in simplicity. Everything about this scene is pure simplicity. This place that he has chosen, a humble village, not the grandeur of Jerusalem, not Bethlehem where angels welcomed him as a baby, not Calvary where an open grave proclaimed his divinity, not the Mount of Transfiguration where his glory was revealed to these same disciples. No, this place, this simple place, just as with his birth, his departure will be a low-key affair. And after blessing them, he stands back and he is raised to heaven by the power of God. He is simply raised and disappears from their sight. And as he leaves them for the second time, this time it all seems so different. This time they do not feel the grief and the distress. They stand and they watch him return to his father, watch him return to heaven. And they are filled with joy and wonder, awestruck wonder. And as he rises before their very eyes, all the very human things that they have ever thought, all the very human things that they had expected to take place, take on a new dimension. This human friend and teacher, well, he truly does become their Lord, their God, their King. The whole of his teaching takes on a new spiritual slant. And as the heavens open to receive him in glory, so their hearts and their minds open to all he had told them, were opened to all the possibilities, opened to what his mission was truly about. And now that is theirs set out before them. And as the heavens opened to receive him, the gates of heaven opened to all who believe. Only after 10 days would the disciples understand the fullness of the blessing given by Jesus that day. At Pentecost, when Peter spoke with such boldness, he must have preached with the vision of Christ's hands before him when he said, this man, this Jesus, was handed over to you by God's purpose. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But, but, God raised him from the dead because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. 
today Jesus wants to use his hands to bless you to change your character to carry your load he wants to take away the burdens that you have been carrying for so long he wants to renew your strength he wants to transform your sadness into happiness he wants to transform your low times into joy and your lack of faith into hope those hands knock on the door of your heart today those hands have deep marks of love for each of you and for me they are hands that want to embrace the raised hands of a crucified and risen Jesus reach out to you and in blessing Jesus beckons you to come simply to come just as you are and you can respond today you can raise your hands to him in an act of deep gratitude of thanksgiving and of praise amen
in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs>